Long ago my heart and mind Got together and designed The wonderful girl for me Oh, what a fantasy Though the idol of my heart Can't be ordered a la carte I wonder if she will be Always a fantasy Greetings, Grandstanders! Welcome to another fabulous edition of Grandstand Podcast. Today, we have a magnificent episode prepared for you. Uh, but before we get into introducing our guest and uh, the topic of conversation uh, for today's episode, let me introduce my partner in crime, the Professore, checking in from the Big Apple. How are you, Professor? Doing good, good. What's up? How are you doing? Uh, you know, it's Friday. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't, Friday is always good. Uh, um, how, how, was, uh, how was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? Uh, they were both good. Stayed here, stayed in New York. Um, uh, yeah, did, I, I did not go to Times Square. Um, but it's, I think it's best that I didn't. Have you ever? Um, yeah, well, I, one year I went like around 8 o'clock um, to check it out. And um, and I walked in like I I went as far as I could go before it started feeling like I might not be able to get out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of got to check it out in that way. And um, it's terrible. It's horrible. It's like the worst. Yeah. It seems like the worst um, way to spend New Year's Eve, like ever. I'm assuming those are all tourists, right? Um. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I, I've. I don't think I've. I've never met. Um, sure, I don't know if I've ever met anyone um, who's done that before. I'm not sure. Wonder how many tourists are in the city of New York at any given time. Like, what 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 uh, percentage of the total population from like eight to five make up people not from the city who don't live in the five boroughs? Probably like a lot, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess fitting to today's episode, there's uh, I'm sure there's there's stats on that. Right. So, uh, going off of that, let's get into it. Uh, today we're going to be talking about yet another uh, beautiful uh, part of the periphery. This one, of course, being a huge, uh, enormous one. Uh, one that is, I think, still currently on the rise. Right, Professor? Uh, fantasy sports uh, we're going to be talking about today. Um, they are a big moneymaker. But not only are they a big moneymaker, they have increased... Uh, sports consumption uh, by, by fans, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later as we get uh, into uh, the depths of the episode, but before we go into any of that, I'm going to introduce today's guest. Today's guest is a dear friend of mine, a fellow grandstander, a grandstander's grandstander. Um, I'm not going to give all of his uh, sporting credentials, but he is... Um, he, he is an armchair expert, and I, I've learned everything I needed to learn about spectating uh, football, American football, from today's uh, guest. <clears throat> so before 
getting into the 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 other aspects of 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 uh, of his of his fandom and of his relationship to fantasy sports, let me introduce my good friend Jason the Jackknife Krim. How are you? Good, good man. I bet you you thought I forgot about Jackknife, right? A little bit, yeah. It's a while ago. Well, <laughs> I've never I've never heard that, but I that is an awesome nickname. <laughs> The Jackknife. Um, we could talk about that at the end of the episode, why we call him the Jackknife. So, yes, we're going to be talking about fantasy sports. Um, so let's just, let's just get into it. Uh, Jason, um, <clears throat> let's, let's, let's just, let's, let's first, let's give a little background. What is, what is the sport that you think in the last 20 years, let's say last 10 years that you've spectated the most? Um, of the of the of 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 the major sports or of any sport that you like, what is the the sport that you follow the most uh, closely? Um, geez, it's it's probably a tie between football and baseball. They're pretty close. Did you grow up watching either of those, or or or, or did you watch one more than the other? Um, probably watched more football. Um, un- until. Like kind of coming out to San Diego, and then uh, I mean the 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 Padres just televise all of their games, so it's really easy to you know to to follow the team, and uh, that's how I got kind of more involved in baseball. You're a big Channel Four Padre fan. Oh yeah, yeah. Jason, love, where, where did you gr- where did you grow up? Um, I was born in Louisiana, um, around the the. I was born in Lake Charles, but kind of grew up around the uh, Baton Rouge area. You're a Saints fan? Yeah. Yeah, who that? So, Jason, uh, tell me about your, your first foray into fantasy sports. What was your was it baseball or football for you? It was um, it was football, and I think um, we were both in that same league. Correct. With you Brian. And mm-hmm. And, um, you know, is uh, like the, you know, the best of the leagues, just a really simple kind of smaller setup with, with a bunch of friends that all knew each other. So it was, uh, it was really cool. What did, did you, was it something that you immediately were like, this is like I'm really into it. I'm going to keep pursuing it, or or was it just another another way of spectating football for you? It was, um, you know, it was kind of a combination of just spectating, but then also, um, you know, being able to compete with my friends, stuff. You know, like most of the fun about about fantasy is is uh, let you know and, and kind of. You know, talking smack when their team does bad, and and your team does better than theirs. So it's like an extension of the traditional old timey rivalry between between friends who root for different teams, right? Yeah. And uh, did you see the reason? The reason, and this is just a little background for grandstanders and 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 uh, professor. Maybe I told you this. The reason I. I wanted to talk to you about fantasy is because I feel like you have a uh, you have a very healthy relationship to the idea of fantasy sports because if we talked correct me if I'm wrong you're no longer actively engaged in playing fantasy sports 
No, no, not currently. But you would consider yourself to be, I feel like you were very savvy about the game of football and kind of, I feel like you had a, a deep, deeper understanding than most of us uh, of kind of like the, uh, of the mechanisms or of how, what is all involved in, in winning and losing. Um, would you agree with that? That for a moment you, you were, you were kind of sharp with, with what was all involved in that? Um, yeah, I had a couple of lucid moments. <laughs> and. <laughs> And and the and the and the the question now is, when you started doing fantasy baseball, which you did as well, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me what. Tell me. Tell me about that experience and why you got into that. Was it because you're like, all right, football's fun. Now I'm going to do baseball. Because I remember yeah. we'd sit and watch sports, and you, you and you and mm-hmm. Brian would would talk about you know your fantasy uh, roster. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, that was kind of a different experience because I couldn't get together. Um, enough people to start a league. Okay. Leagues that you, they're just open leagues that you can go join. Um, so that was, and, um, there wasn't a lot of that same kind of camaraderie, you know, John back and forth type. Of. Um, so I guess it turned into more of a, kind of an individual observing type of thing as opposed to the group thing with the football that we had. Professor, have you ever played fantasy sports? No, no, I, I uh, haven't had the chance. And has it been because you've actively chosen not, you, you've chosen not to participate in it or because you just kind of not, not interested in it? Like, uh, or you just don't have time or what is, what is your reasons for not participating? Um, no, I, I guess I just have. Uh, I know, I have been invited to play uh, once or twice, and and um, I've turned it down just because. Uh, yeah, I felt like it would require too much of. Um, like I, I don't follow. I don't. I I usually don't follow an entire league. I I I, I only follow a team, and so um, I'd rather not follow like what what players throughout the entire NFL are doing or throughout the entire, you know, MLB are doing, um, how they're doing, so, which I think is a, a, not necessarily a requirement for fantasy sports, but, um, you know, it's, it's what will help you do better, right? Right. Do you know when I first learned of, of um, <clears throat> not learned of fantasy, but of, of, of different way of spectating or of fandom was um, Damien, your your brother-in-law, um, he, you know, we were watching a, a football game and I asked him basically like those Chargers versus Vikings and he was really excited because Adrian Peterson was running all over the Chargers that day. And I just, I'm like, oh, you're a Vikings fan? He's like, no. He's like, I'm a fan of players. Uh, I never had had that kind of experience. Did either of you ever f- like follow just a player? And not a team, because I'm more traditional. I follow a team, and I follow the season, and I follow that whole narrative. But did you, either of you, ever find yourself like turning on a game because you wanted to watch a particular player, Jason? Well, I mean, yeah, that's what that's what you do with fantasy. But I mean, I'm still a team fan. Um, but yeah, fantasy kind of forces you to look at uh, different players from different teams, and you know if. And and you've got kind of a a diverse 
set of players on your team, chances are somebody in that game is going to be one of your players. So, you know, it, it, it gives you a little bit of investment in it, you know, interest to watch a game that you might not, you know, normally think was very interesting. I read a statistic that said that um, the traditional fan, the one that sits and watches a game, you know, beginning to end and then, and then, and then just waits for his team to play the next game, typically mm-hmm. consumes about six hours of sports in a week. Whereas a person who is actively engaged in fantasy sports consumes mm-hmm. 24 hours of sports a week. I mean, that has that has really deep implications when you're talking about money and advertisement, right? Sure. So there's this huge incentive to get people to to participate in in fantasy sports. Professor, you're you're a traditional fan, right? Yeah, and I think six hours would be on a um, six hours would I think would be a, a lot. Uh, it, it would. It's be on the high end. It's yeah. on the high end. Yeah. yeah. Because so much of my sports consumption, and maybe you guys agree, is is the paper, the stat, or the God. There I go. The stats and kind of the the box score the next day, right? Right. What would it take for you to? Uh, what do you think it takes for someone like yourself to engage in 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 playing fantasy sports? What would it? What would motivate you to do that? If not just like uh, having a good winning streak one day in the in the league or something, what would motivate you to 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 take up uh, fantasy sports? Um, well, yeah, I, I'm not opposed to it at all. I, I think if if enough of uh, people who I'm close to, um, so if enough family members and friends who who I interact with regularly, uh, if they all started doing it, and they and they, I I would join just to just to get in on the get in on the action. You do it to beat Mario. <laughs> that's probably true. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's not like it'd be I, that I, hard. I would try to set wouldn't. higher standards. Yeah, <laughs> the o- the only reason I ever joined that fantasy league is because I wanted to be Glenn. You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but you know, but actually, so so with that, I mean, so when I have like I um, <clears throat> I forget what if it was la- if we did it last year or, or last World Cup or the one before that, we did a, a World Cup bracket. Actually, I, I do this for World Cup brackets and for uh, the times I don't always do March Madness brackets. With mm-hmm. friends, but um, but when I do, um, I always just put I for World Cup brackets. I always have Mexico winning the World Cup, and for <laughs> March Madness, I always have San Diego State winning the World Cup or the the the, the tournament. And so it's almost like I'm kind of setting myself up for failure. But I there's no and and this is I I mean this 100% sincerely. Um, I cannot get myself. I can't bring myself to to put on record that I don't think Mexico will win the World Cup or I don't think San Diego State will win uh, the NCAA tournament. That's What's such there? that's yeah, such a huge part of it. Go, go ahead. With your heart. I agree. Because a lot of people who get really deep into down the rabbit hole of fantasy sports, that's one thing they talk about is how they, they just stop caring about their team. They don't care anymore. Although some people will pick based on like not so much their team but hating a team. You know? So like I would never have a Dodger on my roster, you know, uh, yeah. or I would never have a, a Raider or a Dallas Cowboy. But like there, a lot of people talk about when they get deep, 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 deep down the rabbit hole, they, 
all they really give a shit about is players and statistics and the whole idea of rooting for a team and rooting against a team kind of gets lost. I, I'm with you on that, Professor. I, I always pick, you know, I always pick Mexico to win the World Cup. The Padres are always going to be the World Series champions at the beginning of the year. And, and uh, Yeah, not, 2017. Look out. Right. So, Jason, maybe you can help us out here. So, uh, take us take us through a very brief layman's explanation of how, for for some of our grandstanders that that aren't they, they've 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 heard the term fantasy, but maybe they don't really understand how it kind of works. If you could just give us like a really basic rundown, layman's interpretation. What is okay. what is fantasy sports? Um, well, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a board game almost. Um, so for football. Uh, you have, uh, you have a draft, which is, um, you set up, you know, a, a, a repeating kind of pattern through like the number of people that are there and, uh, and you picking players, right. So, Mm -hmm. so you choose, uh, from the list of, of all of the available players in the NFL, um, that are that are they call them skilled players, which I think is kind of a kind of a dumb term because everybody who plays in the NFL is skilled. But um, it's basically offensive players. So you pick quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, um, and ultimately like a defense and a kicker. And then um, for each of those players, um, as they do something for them to score points so running back gets points for gaining yards quarterback gets points for you know completions and touchdowns and uh kind of so on and and so forth and then at the end you tally the points of that you scored on any on on a on a given week versus the points scored by your opponent that week right right and that's like a standard head-to-head league um, yeah. there, there's lots of different variations to the scoring. There's some leagues that are called rotisserie leagues where it's just like cumulative points throughout the season. Mm. Um, but your most standard setup is head to head. Um, whoever scores the most points in that week wins the game and that progresses throughout the season. And, uh, the, the season will stop. The fantasy season actually stops before the playoffs like the last week this last week of the regular season was the last week for for you know like 99 percent of the regular fantasy football so it was the championship the super bowl happened last week for fantasy for traditional league fantasy head-to-head now let me ask uh professor is there skill involved in this do you think or no Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I don't think it's it's. I think people who who um, who are successful at fantasy sports, I don't think it's just random and lucky. I, th- I think it it, um, it requires uh, knowledge and it requires having maybe even having a knack for. Um, I mean, it it, it requires. Uh, I think. It, a similar type of skill that a GM has to have. Jackknife. Does it require mm. skill to win the Super Bowl in your fantasy league? Uh, I don't know. If, if 
like skills the word. Um, but it, it does take, you know, a little bit of awareness of what's going on and, uh, you know, kind of paying attention to matchups and, and, uh, a good team playing a bad team or, you know, a good quarterback playing a weak secondary stuff like that. So yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, if, if there's, if there are people, if there, if there are people out there who, who literally make a living off of fantasy sports. And you could think about like a handicapper, right? You know, exactly. Yeah. Um, they, they make a ton of money off of, you know, trying to figure out, who's going to win and what are the best odds to, to get, you know, for stuff like that. Right. So there's this idea that, that, um, we think we have these rational ways of looking at things that, that, that most of us make decisions based on, on like reason and that we, that we, most of us think that, that a lot of the choices that we make are based on, on solid or credible or, 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 or information that holds uh, water, but we, as we study the brain more and as we learn more things about the psychology of 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 uh, of, of decision making, we realize that we most of the time we're making like these we're making these assumptions about almost everything, and there's very few things that we really very few times when we make truly informed decisions. How easy is it for say someone like myself who thinks they have a feel for understanding of say baseball to mm-hmm. to to get into a rotisserie league and be successful is it is it is it would it be easy enough for me to understand it or is yeah or is there more at play here no i think you could do it i think you could do it well um and you, and you understand baseball really well you understand pitchers and hitters um and that's, I mean, that's, that's really all it takes. And it doesn't even really take that much. And you could, you could play fantasy sports without ever watching any of the games. You just go to the website and, and compare statistics and stuff like that. But that's not very fun. Right. Professor, do you think you know uh, baseball enough to take a crack at it and be successful? Or would you just be making blind choices? Well, I think I mean, kind of like what Jason's saying is, like what he's saying is, e- even a person with a very basic understanding of of a sport could, could could take a crack at it and 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 I guess be relatively successful, um, maybe, but yeah. um, but no, I, but I but I don't think I I think it would be unfair for me to to think that I could do just as well as the folks who um, <laughs> who like. Who's watch over twenty four hours a week of 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 games? Um, who crunch numbers? Who have spreadsheets that they that they uh, create and they analyze? Um, I, I no, I, I don't think I could. I would do as well as them. I uh, um, and 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 I I've I have read about how the the FanDuel and the DraftKings how those could be uh, places where. Where people like me essentially we we get do we we we're the marks like we're the ones who we go in like wanting to play, and it's the more advanced uh, analytical um, players who end up taking my money. Right. 
so the the argument that that there was a two two years ago there was this big controversy with um, I think it started in in the state of New York where they were trying to regulate uh, fantasy leagues. So there's the fantasy league that Jason uh, is talking about, where it's sponsored by uh, let's say ESPN. It was right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. And that one's just kind of they 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 host this league and we all sign up and we have our teams and and they kind of they have a place for us to it's like they 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 offer up the the playing field for us to to participate. But then there are places like FanDuel and um, what's the other one that you just mentioned? Um, uh, DraftKings. Yes. How do those work, Jason? Well, those are um, they're daily fantasy sites. So they're instead of playing a season. You know, like for, for, for baseball, you'll play a day and you'll be able to players that are, that are playing that day. Um, and then for football, generally you, you play that for a weekend. Um, so you'll be able to pick from all of the players that are going to play from, I think it's Thursday night right. to Monday night. Mm-hmm. But those, you're actually... The, the the money that gets there's actually you have to pay to play correct no no but for the most part people people do pay because you can there's there's big you know uh, there's big prizes and that goes from I mean those games start from like a quarter to you know I've seen ones that were like hundreds of dollars um, you know to play for a weekend would you be interested in doing that professor. No, no, definitely not. Um, because that, that's where that's and 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 Jason, you tell me if if this is uh, if if I'm understanding this right. It seems mm-hmm. like that's the difference With, within fantasy players. You have the the league players like like what you played, mm-hmm. which is more for people who they just want to do something like it's something fun to do. Um, right. And then the daily fantasy players. Uh, that's basically like. Those are gamblers. Like those are, uh, those are people who 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 want to make some money. Is that is that accurate? Yes. Um, you know there there is you know there anytime there there's money involved in your you know, uh, it it's tough to because I mean I played. Doing it, it's it's okay. It's it's more of an individual type thing, though. You know, like there is no group involved. It's just you playing against. You know, like the big games. There's, you know, there's tens of thousands of people involved in those games. Um. So they're also like a a difference to how those drafts go is you have a budget um and so they put a monetary a, a dollar amount on like the different players so it it involves some more some more strategy i guess trying to make the the players fit the budget that you have so you can't just get all the best players and like stack a team you have to pick like a couple so what's the um, difference between uh, picking picking uh, players for a roster for one day in a rotisserie league or in a baseball uh, fantasy sport, and then going up to the to the racing book and, and betting on a, on a horse race? Is it the same or is it different? 
I don't. I mean, I guess it's 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 similar. I mean, you you pick things going to do well, and then they have to go out and and do well. Um, it is you know time wise a lot longer than a race. A race is what like a minute or so. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this you know stretches over you know several days. I see the um, like the league fantasy players as like the people who just go to the races every once in a while with their family to like you know spend a day at the races and mm-hmm. and you don't really have to crunch numbers and you don't really you know it's just you just go to have have a good time and you bet on some horses and and you don't really need to know that much and you could win money like you could come away having you know being successful um, but like the daily fantasy players if you're going to go to the racetrack every day and you're going to be putting money down every day, at some point you're going to realize that this does involve uh, understanding statistics. Um, this does involve studying. This does involve uh, understanding all the various elements involved. Um, and so in that way, I do see it as uh, very... I see the daily fantasy players, um, and like Jason said earlier, like handicappers. So I, so I think we're dealing with a couple issues here. We're dealing, one, with the fact that, um, that this has an effect on Vegas and, and the, 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 the lobby, the Vegas, the gambling lobby has a huge effect on the laws that shape this country. And, which is, uh, and then a lot of states have, you know, have some restrictions on what is, what's allowed and what's not allowed with regard to gambling. And then there's also uh, regulations that were enacted during the Bush administration that in a... In a in a very uh, interesting uh, way, they they call this thing they carved they they carved out a little place though for fantasy sports um, because these were again back to the question you know games of skill and not games of luck right um, and then all of a sudden you have a situation where you start to realize why uh, fantasy sports were not were were were, were protected or, or or exempted in in such a way because. Not only I think is it that they generate money from from the from the standpoint of the betting and the money that gets exchanged through the exchange of betting, but back to the original thing, which is they increase the amount of time that people spend glued to the to sports, right? To the idea of sports. So if 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 the three of us here watch an average of as the, as statistics say six hours, and if we become you know if we become uh, uh, fantasy players and get really engaged in it and involved in it. Now all of a sudden we're doing more than six hours. We're doing twenty four hours of it, and um, that 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 means a lot of money for for the leagues, right? So the leagues, I mean, there's a there's this argument or this idea that fandom is being completely changed by fantasy sports. Do you, uh, Jason? Do you um, do you think that? Being a fantasy sports player mm-hmm. or being involved in, in fantasy sports expands or deepens your, your fandom or your connection to sports? Or, or is it just now just like math? You're just doing metrics. Like, does, does being a, a fantasy sports uh, player give you a deeper appreciation and love for baseball? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, you know, if you play fantasy baseball... You know all of the good pitchers in the league. Um, you know all the good relief pitchers, all the good closers. Um, you know 
all of the player, all you know, all the best hitters um, from like each position. Um, you know, things. It, it's just you know the information is like constantly presented to you with like who's doing well, um, and, and that's just not it. It's a format of presenting information and uh, for for sports that I don't think I don't know that there's a to get that breadth of of you know understanding what's going on like league wide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know like a, a, a regular just like normal fantasy baseball player Somebody who like pays attention to just like what's going on all the time could probably name you like the the top ten starting pitchers, the the top ten batters, the the at least you know the top maybe three offense you know players throughout each position, which is which is pretty awesome you know to to see. To be able to like take in and and understand what's going on as far as like a whole league, um, you know, you never really tricked when when playoffs come around and like the Astros are doing really well because you knew that the whole year, like watching fantasy. Professor, does being a fantasy league player? Uh, by grandstand standards, does it make you a more sophisticated, more erudite grandstander, Professor? Um, yeah, no, I think I think Jason just explained that uh, perfectly. If you're going to uh, play fantasy sports, then you're going to engage with the game beyond just your your team loyalty. Um, which I'm curious, uh, Jason, would you say from your experience, um, or is it fair to say that being objective? Is a strength in fantasy sports. So, so putting aside your team loyalty is a would would be a strength when when fantasy playing. Um, yeah, because like I couldn't go if I went and started a team with like the Padres starting lineup every day, like playing <laughs> fantasy baseball, I do really poorly. Or even um, yeah, you know. But I could maybe you know sprinkle in a couple of guys who're doing well. You know, maybe Solarte's, you know, having a hot week, so I could throw him in there as a third baseman and still kind of, you know, be paying my team its homage. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have to to know a little bit about what's going on to figure it out because it's all laid out in front of you. You just go to the website and look at the rankings. You know, and and you could, and, and I don't think that, that it's a, you know, one or the other, you, you can, you can, I, I think some of the most devout, devout fans of their team, uh, are, are equally as devout about the entire sport. So I do think it, it expands your, your knowledge on the game as a whole. Uh, but at the same time, I do wonder how much for, uh, the deeper you go into fantasy, mm-hmm. I wonder if the, the deeper you go, the more it creates a strain. Like it, it, it inevitably creates a strain where you start sacrificing, uh, your the loyalty to your team uh, for the loyalty to um, to the individual players of the, you know that that make up your hmm. your personal roster. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, if you were going to go into a playoff game that you really wanted to win, um, you know, you, you, and you had a choice between like Max Scherzer or, um, you know, one of the Padre starters, then you'd probably go with Max Scherzer. Um, just cause that guy's, you know, he's an ace. Well, what, what about this one? What about you, uh, your, the, the, your team? So let's say, let's say, who, are you a Saints or Chargers fan? More, more so. More so a Chargers fan at this point. So let's say you've got the Chargers um, uh, playing a critical game for a playoff spot at the end. You know, the, a win equals a playoff berth, a loss equals done for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're playing against a team that has multiple players on your fantasy team. And and them doing well will, will mean you winning thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um you know, how I wonder. You know, at what point do you go? You know what? I love the Chargers, but shit, I could really use ten grand right now. Uh, yeah. I'm going to root against my team tonight, or not not only not only tonight, but for the season. We're talking. And about. you know what? I think you you put that question to like a hundred fans, and I think nine times out of ten, you know, there's going to be one crazy dude with his like face painted, and he's like, "I'll never give up on my team." <laughs> The other like nine people are gonna be like, they'll still be there. You know, I'll be back next week, bros. <laughs> <laughs> That's dude. I mean, shit, man. I mean, come on. Wait, right. I, you know, that's a car. Right. What do you want? <laughs> hey, you know. But you know, but that playoff uh, berth could could mean a Super Bowl for the city. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, like if you, however you pick your fantasy team, it's not going to change if the Chargers are good or not. You know. True. Oh, so uh, you, you don't believe in the theory of uh, how hard you root? No. <laughs> no. You know how long I've been yelling at the Padres? Them <laughs> dudes just. <laughs> but you know, yeah. but you know, Jason, maybe you're not rooting correctly. It's like you're not praying it's correctly. Probably, yeah. yeah. I don't throw my hat down hard enough at the right angle. They just kick that double play ball. <laughs> uh, there's there's a really interesting thing that happens when I uh, when I grandstand with uh, with the jackknife. He he kind of becomes like my my Obi Wan um, because because I I am I do have a defeatist attitude about my teams even though I adore them. And my one of my favorite things about uh, about Jason is. Uh, uh, you always you always seem to think that you you always like have this idea that there's still hope, and yeah. um, little dude did I know that you're just in the same places. So I I kind of like um, I I I make you slip into a, a, a Obi Wan role where you're always telling me it's gonna be okay, but it never fucking was okay, dude. Yeah, but you know, it's always tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you do say that a lot. Uh, we said that a lot for Charger seasons. There's this idea that that um you know in the in the story of Moneyball. Yeah, Billy uh, Bean. Yeah, yeah. In, in the in the in the book. And in the in the film, I think he talks about this, but I don't know. I can't remember, but I know for sure in the book, 
where he, when the when the A's make it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. he kind of just kind of throws his arms up and he's like, he, he you know his like Moneyball, his his brand of 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 Moneyball or or his 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 brand of 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 general managing is is not not designed for winning playoffs, so to speak, because the sample size is so small, right? Mm. And, and um, as a person who as a person who 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 was really fascinated and and uh, enamored with the idea of sabermetrics after reading Moneyball, but then towards the end of the book where he kind of talks about how this his theories don't work because as I, as you're going through the through the through learning about sabermetric or statistics and how statistics can tell you can tell you a, 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 a can tell you a different story than you otherwise would tell yourself if you're just going off of your gut or off of your your the, the history that you have in your mind about what's successful and what makes for winning team and what makes for a great player um, at the end of the story I find myself rooting against Billy Bean and against sabermetrics and against statistics because I of course love more of the romance of it the 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 the, the going with your gut even though I know it's irrational um, what what is what is what's what's at play ultimately when we think about this idea of numbers, the statistics telling do they tell a much more truer, more accurate story, or 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 is it ultimately because he's saying in the playoffs it doesn't really work? It's just kind of like it's all up in the air. So what's the point of winning consistently if you can't um, win those last fourteen games? Well. I think a lot of the Moneyball story, the the way it's told is pretty skewed. Because the A's spent tons of money on their pitching. They were just cheap with their offensive players. Um, So, you know, it's not like they went, like, just full sabermetrics on, like, the whole deal. They just went, like, kind of halfway. So is my aversion the numbers or to the idea that that somebody's figured out a different way of winning and I don't I, I just don't like it because it's like it's not it's not traditional style. That and you know the the thing that that, that like fantasy looks at and focuses on is like maybe half of what happens during like the course of a game. Um, you know, nothing baseball game is really bad for fantasy players, but it might be a really good baseball game. Good point. Tons of like defensive gems and all this awesome stuff that happens, but on a to a fantasy player like that's not that good. There's only one run scored. I mean, it'd be kind of good for their pitchers. And the same thing for like a football game. Like you might have, you know, some some kind of like snowball kind of game where like the conditions are really terrible and say it ends at six to three or something, you know, that would be bad for, for, from a fantasy standpoint, but it could be like an epic, you know, kind of all time football game. Professor, why are we so obsessed with metrics, measuring, keeping data, predicting the future analysis? Why, why is that such a, why does that have such a hold over us right now? Um, well, I hate to, to me, when, when I think of that, I, I think of like the whole idea of rationalization, like the, that, that Max Weber talked about a hundred years ago of, of industrialization and the rise of just kind of capitalism and mass production. And, um, 
you know, societies have, as they modernize, they become more, they become more obsessed with, with being rational, with being efficient, with, with, uh, being able to calculate everything, being able to predict and standardize and essentially just control like the outcome of everything. Um, so I think that really, I think that's kind of the, the underlying thing that, that we see. Um, and, and exactly like you just said, um, you know, Weber's issue with that was that we, he called it the iron cage. Like we, we've created, we, we've created our own iron cage where we're obsessed with efficiency for everything. We want to be able to calculate everything. We, we want to be able to predict everything. And in doing that, we lose, you called it, you know, you're more of a fan of the romance hmm. of the game. He, you know, he, 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 I mean, that's essentially what he was saying. Like we, we lose sight of, of some of the more important things in life, the beauty in life. Um, because everything becomes about the most efficient outcome. So, um, I saw a satirical cartoon that said, had a little boy leaving the movie theater with his mom. And he looks up at his mom and the caption says, <clears throat> like, he just got done watching like a, a movie and he says, gee, mom, I wish life was in 3D. And, you know, and I, I always think about the story of the, the guy who, who cuts down an apple tree um, to make a, to carve out a deity, to pray to the deity so he can f- pray for apples, you know? Mm. So as we go deep down this rabbit hole of statistics and analysis and of of engaging in, in sports and of people of, of sports saying, yeah, come on, like however, which way you want to consume the sport. Like you want to, you want to do it through fantasy. You want to do it through analysis. You want to do it through statistics. We don't care. Just, just come watch because we, we want, we want your viewership regardless in what context or, or, or how you consume it. Um, ultimately like can it can, and this is, I think my aversion to it. And I, I wasn't, I didn't do a good job of explaining it, but can it ultimately just turn into just numbers and statistics and you're kind of like in the matrix and all you see is code or will it eventually tip over with eventually tip and what we discover at the end of it is that really what we all really wanted to do was to be in the grandstand, drink a beer and watch a ball game. And we just went in this really circuitous route to get to it. Well, I mean... inherently there, there, there's nothing bad about it. Um, and, you know, out of all the uses of like the information age, you know, like a, a ton of the internet is used for like really just useless, dumb stuff. Um, but, but here's the thing that like people figured out a way to, to get more, I don't know, involved you know, participation with sports. I, th- I, you know, I think it's an evolution of fandom as, as opposed to, you know, it all, you know, breaking down and going away. Professor? Yeah, I think your aversion is, is pretty common and normal. I, I, I what I think we're, we might be doing is, because it's bec- because fantasy is this new phenomena that that this new phenomenon that's 
that's uh, risen so rapidly. Um, and actually, it's been around for a while, but like it's it, mm-hmm. as of late, it's there's been such a spotlight on it. Um, the spotlight see, is has been put on, and that's why I keep making this distinction between the spotlight isn't being put on on the you know folks like Jason uh, who are just playing with their buddies. Um, the fo- the spotlight's being put on those OCD um, mm-hmm. like over the top uh, daily players who who don't make the majority, and I don't think, and I and I I don't I could be wrong. Um, but I just don't see them being the future. Like I, th- I think they will always like they're 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 creating a, a a place within the within the grandstand that's 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 here and it's here to stay. Um, but I don't think it's ever going to overcome the grandstand. Um, it's always going to be a place that's that that remains for those people who who are obsessed with crunching those numbers and are and yeah. are like are obsessive basically, and and. Um, I, I just recently. Can I stop you there? Yeah. And then I, I want to hear. Uh, w- were those grandstanders there before? They were just obsessing about something else, or are they new grandstanders? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, mm. I think maybe, maybe, maybe a bit of both. I don't know. What do you guys think? Finish, finish your thought, and then we'll come back to that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, going back to this this idea of uh, going back because I, I sent you that that link that I just I oh, just that read. Was amazing. I just read that article. Of people who who uh, become addicted to fantasy sports. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Jason's not addicted to fantasy sports, as are the majority <laughs> of people who play fantasy sports. They're not addicted to it. This it, it's these people who do right. this this daily playing who it becomes uh, uh, it, be, it consumes their lives. Um, right. They're the ones who've created the, that iron cage for themselves because right. they they've they've completely uh, they've went away from the beauty of of watching sports and grandstanding and they acknowledge it themselves. They come to this point of realizing like, damn, I don't even enjoy sports that much anymore. Like I'm just obsessed with, with these numbers. Um, so, uh, so I think your aversion is normal to, to answer the question. Like, and, and I think, and I think it's, it's the Yay, way, the way most sports normal. fans, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, typical, um, and I think it'll. I think it will remain typical. I, I think. Uh, I. I don't think those. Um, those type of daily players um, will ever consume the spectating uh, of sports. I, I. But I don't know. I could be wrong, and I don't know if you, maybe you guys disagree. No, I don't. Know. I mean, I think there. There's always, you know, for every spectrum, there. There's, you know, people that go polar. Um, you know, there's people that play video games in, you know, great point and uh, people that are like found dead in little, like, you know, computer cafes in Asia and stuff. Cause they played for like, you know, seven days straight and starved to death or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but y- you know, the middle of the spectrum, you know, hang out, have fun, watch a game, learn about some pictures that aren't on the Padres. It's a good time. I like that, Jason. Uh, I, I like that. I'm going to go with that. Is the ultimate fantasy the illusion that we think we understand or have a grasp on what it takes to win? And it back to this idea of efficiency and and these modes of 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 control. 
um, and that we 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 we're just we're just one awesome tweet or break away from becoming a professional general manager because of our insights that we have into sports. Is it is the ultimate fantasy the illusion that we think we understand? Is that hmm. what's really at play here? What do you think? I think general managers are like these are like genius level thinking guys mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, they're, they're, they're just doing so many things, um, with, you know, with the, with the managing of the team and, and, and critical awareness and, and when to do make certain switches or, or put on a bunt or still a base or, you know, how to shade the fielders. Um, I don't think because fantasy baseball that 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 makes me like as smart as as like a a major league general manager. Um, I don't even think it would make me like as smart as like a little league general <laughs> manager. <laughs> little league has GMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called the team dad, uh, professor, <laughs> <laughs> or mom, or mom. Thank you, Professor. So you have this young, young, uh, new grandstander professor, and he or she um, uh, is is uh, coming into her own as a grandstander and is being uh, is being groomed for lifetime at grandstanding. But there's a there, they come to a fork in the road, and there's the 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 the, the side of statistics and of analysis and of coming to an understanding of the game through the more statistical, the more analytical aspect of it. And then there's the, 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 the side of the grandstand where she will just become more and more member of the worshiping tribe. Will one be more alluring to the digital natives than the other, Professor? Or this is just going to be a crapshoot and they're going to go left or right? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, I... <sighs> I think it maybe just breaks, it could just break down more, my kid will be more of the, uh, join the more tribal worshipping side because, because her dad does. Okay. Um, statistics just don't, I, it, they just don't grab my attention and I have a hard time, my attention span is, is hard and uh, uh, really engaging with them. Um, and I wonder if that's why I'm not so much into sabermetrics. And, may, and, and maybe that's what what distinguishes fans those who who who, who uh, go more in that direction and those who don't um, uh, rather than you know the the generational differences of of technological differences jackknife does it make us feel good does fantasy make us feel good to think that our fandom isn't just passive that we're actually participating that we're that we're actually doing something beyond just sitting there and just passively rooting. Nah. What do you think? No. It, no, I mean it, you're still watching the game. I mean, you're just watching it enhanced, you know, a little wider. Mhm. Mhm. When yeah. you were when you were when you were when you were eight, uh, jackknife, and you. You came to that crossroads and you had a choice between uh, going down the statistical uh, rabbit hole or the tribal rabbit hole, uh, knowing what you know about yourself now, 
supposing you had that kind of knowledge available to you, which route would you take? I'd go play, man. <laughs> Mate, dude. <laughs> it's a beautiful day outside. <laughs> um, dude, we, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, which that uh, raises an, another question, which is, um, will this reach a point where, and may, maybe it's already there, um, do the most successful fantasy players already have fans? Like, are, is there a, are there spectators of fantasy players? Oh, I'm sure. Well, they have followers that, you know, the, the, the very successful ones have, you know, they release their tips of how to win kind of thing. So, the, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be technically a follower or a disciple? Yeah, no, and, 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 and I wonder if it'll, or is it already where are people watching for like, oh, like, like Mark 658 is playing against, uh, you know, oh, or whatever, oh, like, oh, you know, oh, 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 like yes, who, yes. who's going to, who's going to win this battle, you know, um, uh, huh. I don't know. And, and, and yeah, could it get there? That That's where, I mean, it seems like that's what keeps happening, right? Like, uh, like fantasy seems to be a new, it's like a new, it's a new game. And so, with a new game right. come come a new set of fans who like, it, yeah, yeah, you know it, it's mixed with social media, it's mixed with you know this these tools that we have to to see everything um and talk about it to everybody all the time, so you see an interconnectivity, Jason, yeah, absolutely, I mean, it's a group thing, you know it. I don't know that daily fantasy so much is is a group thing. I see that as as being more individual, but uh, you know, if if you can't just go like hang out with a bunch of dudes that are watching football or go to like a sports, you can play fantasy, and you know, in 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 some form, like communicate with other people that are also, you know, like minded, right. Leading up to this episode, I, I thought a lot about um, Netflix binge watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've been. Wa- Do you guys binge watch? You guys like? Do you guys have a show yeah. that you fucking watch like a million episodes all at once? Professor, yeah. you do that. I have, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's really, it's like a really indulgent, really amazing thing to do. But as as I as I get suckered into one more show and. I keep telling myself this is the last one. Um, the way that I rationalize it to myself is that I'm not just binge watching some soap opera, which is ultimately what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm I'm actually learning something. I'm I'm uh, this is informative. Oh, that's, you know, that's uh, your justification for it. Yeah, this is cool. the this is this is the this is this is the Medici. I mean, I got to learn about. Uh, medieval renaissance uh, Florence and it's educational and I'm engaged in this yeah. lesson that goes beyond uh, you know entertainment I was learning about whatever um, does does can fantasy be similar to that so it's like like this justifies my need to 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 watch more sports because I, I I'm, I'm not just like passively sitting there like clapping and getting upset but I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm engaged in this game this meta uh, thing. What do you think? Is it similar or no? Uh, I don't know. I mean, 
you know, if the TV's on and, and there's a football game on, then I'm probably going to watch it. I mean, regardless, even if I'm not like playing fantasy, uh, mm-hmm. that would be my choice of what to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, or if there's a Padres game on or, or any other kind of baseball game on it, you know, I'd probably watch that too, just because that's what that's what entertains me. Um, but I don't think like because I I'm playing fantasy, I actually seek out more mm. time watching sports. I don't or know, just or justification for why you are watching more. Yeah, I mean, I I don't justification to watch it. It's fun, <laughs> you know. I like it. <laughs> Professor, what do you think? Um, I yeah, I, I do see I do see a similarity in that. Um, I mean, there can be a difference between watching, you know, like just passively watching uh, American Idol. And and you know that's yeah, it. That's it. Fantasy American Idol. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, the opposite, right? Like, I, it's one thing to passively watch American Idol, and I don't think that's enti- and you do it for the sake of entertainment. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's exactly the same as watching all these sports games um, with like more actively, like you're actively watching it. So you're 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 consuming something. But with a with, but with an active mind in which you're you're doing some type of critical thinking and analysis as you do it, um, so I th- do think uh, the, the the fantasy sports consumer is consuming um, with with a with with a bit more of an analytical mind than just the person who's just like kicking back watching The Simpsons. Um, so like consuming with intent as opposed to just consuming. Just passively. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and then not because they're taking that, and then they're and then they're putting it. They're actually like doing some like a, some type of variation of like equations and uh, like formulas. In, in no, sense. it's not that. It's not that complicated. <laughs> See, but I <laughs> but I think the like more, on the more, I think on the more advanced level, I think it is. Or, or you don't think so? I mean, I know. I, I know a few people that that get really into um American <clears throat> Idol. Yeah. And and no, I mean there 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 are people that that like to look at numbers. Um but I think those they're they're as far as my experience has been. They're what? They're they're pretty rare. Mm-hmm. The the people that are like really, you know, into uh you know, equations. Let me know if you've ever grandstanded in this manner. Um, you, you, I guess you don't have to be under the influence, but to me, it happens when I'm, uh, when I'm, when I'm, I'm, I'm uh, feeling in a happy place. That I start watching the game, and I get so into the game. <clears throat> maybe much in the same way that a stats geek would get into it, but I get so into the metaphor and the drama and the psychology of it. That I start to like catch on to some some really subtle patterns. I, I'm not I'm not anticipating or guessing everything correctly, but I, I I'm I'm clearly on like I'm I'm riding a good wave of like, and then this is gonna happen, and then that's gonna happen. You know, he's like, 
He's got a full count. He came inside three times. You know, he's he's tried to go opposite way the the first two at bats. You know, he's got he's got he's got a man on first. He's trying to move the runner over. This is probably going to happen, and then it happens, and you're like, whoa, I, I'm I'm grandstanding on on like a higher level. Has that ever happened to you guys? Yeah, yeah but I don't think that's beyond fantasy. That that's <laughs> actually you know like watching the game and and under you know being like super in tune to what's going on. Mm-hmm. On a on a kind of a deeper level, can a numbers Spend- geek experience that via statistics? No, I don't think Professor? so. Professor, um, I I would assume so, but 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 um, I'm getting well, Jason. Why why do you think not? Well, I I mean, if you're just and you're not watching the game, if and there's a there's a feel to it. If you're just looking at the numbers and you're not actually watching the game, you're not actually looking at how players move. I mean, athletes are unpredictable. That, that's something that like numbers and metrics can't really capture. Like, you know, they, they can't capture Aaron Rodgers is going to have an off day today. Um, but could you, if you saw him last night at the bar and he was down because his girlfriend got in a fight with him? Probably. That would See give what you I mean? like a pretty good <laughs> idea of what's going on. Um, but, you know, that that's beyond, like, there's not an equation for that. There's not an equation for, like, the human condition. Like, if somebody's sad, like, that doesn't go into it. That doesn't, there's, there's no metrics for that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, but it, it seems like these, the, the, the folks who, who get really deep into fantasy playing, um, mm-hmm. part of the, part of the routine of being so deep into it is watching all the, as many games as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, so they're doing something that the casual fan is not doing, the casual grandstander. Um, and, and actually, and I've, that was, has, is something I've wondered, um, because it seems like they're doing something going, they're going beyond just breaking down, just looking at numbers. Because if if all it was was numbers, then all they would need to do is just look at the, just look at the, right. the, the stats at the end of a game. Why is it that they uh, stay up all night watching, you know, as many games as they can? Like obviously they're they're they are looking for those more subtle aspects of the game that within players and their and their and their gameplay that um. um that I, I I don't know it it could be all for nothing but but I assume to give them credit for that like the, there's all, there must be something there. Well, I mean, like with fantasy, when when I've made my picks and I'm watching the games, like it's it's already set. Like I've already, it's almost like kind of like watching to see if I was right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. It's like time travel. That's statistics, right? Um, you just use numbers to back up what you want to know. Well, it, but it's backwards. Like you, <laughs> you made the statistics first, and then you watch the game to see if it would happen the way you thought that it was going to happen. Um, and you know, you you might so you make your picks, and then you watch the game, and it either goes the way that you wanted it to or didn't. You can make the same picks tomorrow and watch the game again, and it goes totally opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and, and maybe, you know, 
that that's just my take on it because I've never been really deep into metrics. Um, but you know, once I've already made my pick on who I think is going to win, so I'm just kind of like riding the wave. I have this challenge for both of you guys. Hear, hear, hear me out, grandstanders. Um, uh, when baseball season starts, after the third inning, uh, without me watching the game, uh, I could look at the I could look at the line score at the at the runs, hits, and errors, mm-hmm. and I could tell you with seventy five percent accuracy who's going to win that game <laughs> after the third inning, based on the score line. And just like looking at, at at what has transpired, because I feel like I feel like most baseball games are won or lost before the after the third or fourth inning or before the fourth inning, because you've kind of sized each other up and you realize like who's who's going to be the whipping boy and who's who's uh, who's going to come out on top. Um, and that I I I I can just solely say based on the numbers um, using statistics. But is that because I have? Uh, much more romantic and much more uh, passive approach to uh, the game. And, and it's really not the numbers, but just my experience of, of having sat through thousands of baseball games and, and having a feel for it. Or is it the numbers that are telling me the story? Well, I think that's going to be because you have like a lifetime of experience watching and playing baseball. So uh, we're getting here to the end, and I want to talk about two things. Um, well, first of all, I want to mention, Professor, you said something about watching, um, following uh, <coughs> a fantasy sports, uh, you know, the, the ones that ex- experts, you know. Um, I, I feel like that's, that's going to happen because, you know, if, 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 um, if video game players have fans, right. you know, fantasy sports guys for sure have fans. Um, I just think about the time my mother walked into a room and and I was playing uh, FIFA or baseball and, and and I told her that there were people who did this for a living, and I she she mocked she laughed the most mocking laugh that I've ever heard in my life, you know, um, but it was it was like like her like thinking that I was like trying to say like I was trying to be ridiculous, but and then I showed her and then she still like her her mocking laugh was still the same you know kind of like it was, she was laughing at at both the fact that I even mentioned that there were professional video game players with followings and then the fact that it was actually true that I was saying that these that people really existed. existed yeah yeah so I'll I'll never forget that um cuz I love video games and I I I could see myself um uh having followers um <laughs> Have you ever heard of Beat the Streak? I hadn't heard of it until earlier, so there's this there's American icon uh baseball player named Joe DiMaggio. He is a uh he was a, a Yankees uh Yankee center fielder, number 5, who happens to be one of my favorite players uh, in, in baseball of, of all time um because he did something that 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 probably will never ever be done again and for a long time or it'll just or or it'll it's not it's just one of the things that either happens or it's not but um and I sound ridiculous explaining that but the point is he hit in 56 straight games he got a hit for 56 straight games and that that number maybe just sounds regular there's 162 baseball games in a season but mm-hmm. Joe DiMaggio hit for 56 straight days, he got a base hit. 
And just to give it some context, the guy who came the closest is uh, Pete Rose, and I think he got to 40. I forget what number he gets to. I should know this, but um, it was in the 40s. Um, it's a record that a lot of statistical people and, and, and experts think is never going to be broken. There's a fantasy game that allows that basically is essentially re, is, is, is in the essence of the 56-game hitting streak. And when it started in, I think, like 2007, the, the, the game was essentially every day you get to pick a player and you know once he gets a base hit then you get to pick another player the next day and if he continue essentially you get a chance at picking the most likely player out of the whole entire league that is going to get a base hit that day and if they get a base hit your streak continues until you hopefully get to 56 games 57 games or 56 games beat the streak okay um it hasn't been done since 2007 and it started with a prize of i think like $10,000 it's now up to Five uh, million dollars, and Ooh. yeah, right. So, and and they've and they've added all these. Basically, it's it's really fucking hard to apparently put together fifty six days of hits, yeah. right? Um. So, what does that say about like statisticians and sabermetrics and like numbers, that's dudes? I'm, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. If you <laughs> you guys have to take a crack at that. Statisticians don't claim to be able to. They have absolute prediction ability. Um, mm-hmm. They they have a better understanding of probability. So I I would assume that that those who are more statistically inclined and and more uh, understanding of sabermetrics, maybe they are the they're the ones who have a, a better average of success. Like can can get more streaks, uh, more games in a row. Um, than just the person who who just you know does it randomly or based on intuition. Um, that's what I would assume. But but ultimately, I mean that's a that's a that that's a pretty tough um, you know yeah no no statistician can just be able to to predict fifty six days in a row. And I think it's cool that they can. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. that like awesome. it, that's the beauty of the game is that of you know like any sport you can't really that's why we watch it or why i do this it's really hard to to go for 56 straight days so so pete rose came the closest at 44 and and when he ended at 44 i think the president gave him a phone call like that's how big a deal it was right um i don't in in the beat the street game i don't think anyone's gotten to 40 which just goes to show how monumental yeah. that accomplishment is. Um, I was uh, walking in Venice, and in Venice, Italy, and I heard a woman say to her partner, older middle-aged woman, she says, she's like, geez, she's like, the Vegas Venice was so much cleaner and nicer. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I couldn't stop laughing. That's and awesome. I thought, I thought, we, we don't give a 
shit about anything. We just fucking want shit to look and be the way we want it. And I feel like it's kind of like a way to close this idea of, of, of why fantasy is so appealing. And I'm not opposed. I love fantasy. I love, I love, uh, I love mythology, although I don't know if you could, you could call that fantasy, but it, it involves an element of fantasy. I'm, it's not the fantasy that I'm against. It's, um, it's, it's kind of like this idea that, that we, you know, we, we, we want to get away from the dirty Venice, the, the, the boring old baseball game, you know, it's like, how do we make it engaging and fun? Um, when, you know, there would be no Vegas Venice if there was no Joe DiMaggio 56 game hitting streak, uh, professor, anything you want to add? Uh, in the end, I guess we we're all just vicariously living through these uh, performers in some form or another. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Jackknife, will you be back? Will you will you join us again on the Grandstand Podcast? Yeah, dude, I'll hang out. Um, and then you know, just to like tack on a little bit with the yeah, you know, it's supposed to be fun. Like that's why that's why I I watch sports. Like it's entertaining. Um, and if you get to a point where like it's not fun anymore, then you know maybe back up, maybe you know cut back and you know moderation and all things and all that kind of stuff. The Iron Cage. <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> that was uh, Jason, the Jackknife Crim, uh, shooting the shit about fantasy sports. I think this was a lovely episode. Thank you very much for being here, uh, 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 Jackknife. I-, I hope you come back uh, to to continue the, this ongoing conversation of of grandstanding in the in the uh, in the grandstand uh, 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 grandstand. Professor, anything sure. you want to say before we uh, sign off? Uh, no, thank you, Jason. Um, no worries. Bye. Yeah, have a great night, guys. See ya. See ya. Get to work, cabrones. With me, the pickings have been lush. And yet, before this evening is over, you might give me the brush. You might forget your manners. You might refuse to stay. And so the best that I can do is
A lady doesn't leave her escort It isn't fair It isn't nice A lady doesn't wander